this episode of the DC Beer Show, we're going to continue to have conversations with brewers and other folks in the community to talk about the issues that the craft brewing industry locally here in the DMV is facing as businesses are closed because of the coronavirus. Today, we wanted to make sure we sort of covered the entire region. So we're going to be talking to Paul Dean, who is the executive director of the D.C. Brewers Guild. And we're going to talk to David Hartogs uh, out at Rocket Frog Brewing in Loudoun County. And we're going to talk to the O'Leary's, Brendan and Bailey of True Respite up in Montgomery County, Maryland, in Rockville. Obviously, there's a lot of issues that local craft breweries are dealing with. Uh, everything from, of course, you know, having significant amounts of revenue reduced by not being able to serve or keep their tap rooms open anymore. Everybody's trying to pay their employees. And of course, one of the big things that everybody's dealing with is, is actually shifting the way the businesses operate into delivery and to-go orders, as opposed to sort of serving in tap rooms or other forms of distribution. So a lot is changing in the industry Let's start off by talking to Paul Dean about sort of what D.C. breweries are going through and how rules and regulations have changed in D.C. over the last week and a half to help craft breweries keep revenue coming in and also what you can do as a consumer and lover of craft beer to help them right now. Paul, thank you for joining the D.C. Beer Show today. Really appreciate your being here. Thanks for having me on, Richard. I appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's happened over the last week in D.C. with the council and sort of what the regulations are and how they've changed for craft breweries uh, to be able to handle this situation? Sure, Richard. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. It's, it's obviously been a, a frantic week where uh, you know, all of our breweries have been having to rethink their business model and are, of course, looking for assistance on the types of things that they can do to stay open uh, to the greatest extent possible, help the employees that have had to, unfortunately, be laid off or furloughed, and, and, and just really keep things going. Um, last week, the D.C. Council uh, passed legislation, emergency relief legislation, that I think helps uh, will help all small businesses. Uh, we're fortunate in the district that many uh, or really all of our breweries have have always had the ability to uh, sell sell beer to go from their locations as well as uh, deliver beer. Uh, and uh, you know this is uh, you know the, the one change in the law that that was uh, passed as far as you know the distribution of beer. Uh, you know, that would in, impact the brew pubs who, you know, all taverns and restaurants in D.C. now are able to deliver beer in sealed containers along with uh, food purchases. So that's uh, that's been helpful. And I know a lot of the breweries are working on sort of bringing their delivery service online. So, you know, you just you just cannot at this point in time serve any beer for consumption on premises. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much universal with any type of businesses that you have right now. So, so we're, we're all adjusting to that. You know, we're, we're grateful for the mayor to, for, um, declaring the public health, uh, disaster for the district and, and counties in Virginia and Maryland. What that does is allows, uh, small businesses in the, in the community to provide for SBA disaster loans, 
um, and, and that'll be helpful. And I'm also uh, grateful for the council for authorizing the mayor to put in place a, a temp, you know a small grant program uh, to also provide uh, micro grants to uh, to breweries uh, and all small businesses to kind of help them stay keep their doors open. Um, and we're expecting uh, those grants to be available for application tomorrow. Um, so, so, you know, those are the, the, the little things that are, that are happening out there that are helpful. Um, you know, we're, we're hopeful that, um, you know, the businesses will, will be able to remain open for carry out services, uh, and delivery. Uh, and, uh, we're just, uh, you know, beyond that kind of holding our breath. Breweries all over the country are sort of facing the same thing right now, and everybody, every jurisdiction is doing, you know, different things. Uh, but is, have there been has there been anything that's come out of the Brewers Association about sort of a national approach to helping the industry get through this? The Brewers Association, at this point, its major role, I think, has to been been to provide information, you know, be a resource for uh, government programs that are out there. Um, as a matter of fact, I just participated in a webinar with their council, a brewery lawyer who uh, gave some good advice on sort of how to weather the storm um, and, and those types of things. Um, so, so yeah, they're just kind of, uh, you know, serving as an information conduit at this point in time. It's really uh, been sort of fast moving. Um, you know, we are, you know, the, you know, they, they've been supporting the guild, obviously, as far as, you know, keeping lines of communication. There's such a difference in the laws from state to state, from how breweries um, are managed and, and what they can do. And, and one of the things that I know in a lot of states that have happened is um, where they did not previously have the ability to perhaps sell packaged beer to go under a specific license or they didn't have the ability to deliver. Uh, a lot of the states out there are offering uh, temporary reprieves so to speak, and allowing them to do that to help stay open during these times. Um, and another issue that, uh, that, that people are confronting, um, particularly in these states that have really at this point in time shut everything down um, and, and shut down essential business, uh, non-essential businesses, um, we're finding that in a lot of states, the breweries are actually being uh, classified as essential um, as you know, manufacturers of, of beverages, and they're being able to um, stay open and continue production. Is there anything that the Brewers Association is doing uh, overall uh, in the district to, to help breweries, uh, help their employees, many of whom have been furloughed or laid off as a result of the, the change? What are you guys doing? Each individual brewery is is participating in some way or another in a variety of programs that are out there. Um, Hook Hall is a restaurant that's actually been serving as a clearinghouse to help brewery employees, but also restaurant employees and things like that. And so uh, a lot of our folks have been participating in that. Um, I know that a lot of our breweries are offering, you know, individual fundraisers or virtual tip jars and things like that to help those uh, employees through those types of things. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different things going on right now. I hate to ask anybody to be a prognosticator, but I'm going to ask you in this case. 
just just to look ahead and and let's be positive and and see the pint glass half full, <laughs> if you will. How much of sort of this, a lot of these changes that we're seeing do you think might last beyond this? So let's assume in three months, everything starts getting back to normal. People can open up for business again. Do you think that the, that the city is going to let some of these sort of, you know, for example, the to-go or the, and the delivery stuff stand for a while longer or maybe permanently beyond that? Well, you know, I, I could certainly see a scenario where, you know, they they provide any of the tools that they've been providing. They allow them to go for a long time. I mean, we all know, um, Richard, at this point in time, that even when things loosen up, um, you know, it's going to take a while to recover. Um, you know, I can certainly see a situation where, you know, there's a, a transition period perhaps where, you know, maybe a few people will be allowed at a time in a restaurant or something like that instead of, you know, the max capacity. And so I, I can imagine during that sort of transition period and that period of economic recovery, um, I would hope that a lot of the relief measures that are put in place um, stay in place till such time when, you know, we can really have a full recovery on the books. But well, Paul Dean, Executive Director of the D.C. Brewers Guild, thanks for taking the time to speak with us. We hope you'll come back on the D.C. Beer Show and talk to us again as the situation develops. Yeah, no problem. And uh, I want to thank you and, and D.C. Beer also for, for keeping the, the word out as far as what breweries are open for carryout, what breweries are open for uh, for delivery services. Uh, we'll continue to keep that information up to date on, on, on our website. Uh, www.dcbg.org and uh, and yeah we just ask everyone out there to please uh, to the extent possible and and as safely as possible to try to 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 buy that local craft beer so your brewery will be there when this is all over well we'll keep spreading the word on that and and hopefully people when they do have that urge to like get outside when you get a little bit stir crazy uh, call up your local craft brewery and uh order some beer to go and swing by and pick it up. Yeah, I, I hit about five breweries uh, earlier this week, and, and they're all doing a really good job to, to maintain that, that safe space for, for folks to, to do that. So. Yep, I found that to be the case as well. Thank you, Paul. You're quite welcome. Well, let's move into Virginia. Now we're going to talk to David Hartogs, who is the co-founder of Rocket Frog Brewery out there. So, David, thank you for joining us on the DC Beer Show to talk about these issues. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So, obviously, uh, you guys are located in, in Loudoun County, Virginia. What so far uh, at this time has the, has the state or local officials told you about what you can and can't do in terms of running your brewery and tap room? So um, we haven't heard a whole lot from the local government yet. Uh, we have heard a little bit from the ABC. Uh, we've also heard from the state where the governor doesn't want more than 10 people gathering at the same time. Um, what ABC is doing is offering, I don't know if it's always been free, but we can apply for a delivery license. So uh, we've applied for that, and they said the turnaround's pretty quick. I think it's been about 48 hours so far. So as soon as we get the approval for that, we'll start our delivery process, which uh, is to be determined. But we've got staff um, who are willing and able to uh, deliver beer. And then um, in addition to that, our point-of-sale system, Toast, has reached out, and they're um, – 
giving us a couple months free of service, but they're also setting up an online portal for us for free through their system. So people can order gift cards and beer online, and that should be up and running hopefully today too. So once those two are up and running, you can go to our website, order through a point of sale system, and it'll be like a, a seamless transaction, and then we'll figure out the delivery routes and whatnot. All right, so you guys are you guys are quickly moving in the how do you deliver product, uh, getting product delivered, and it sounds like some of your uh, some some of your vendors and the folks that you're working with are being really responsive to the situation you're in to help you make that tra- transition as well as ABC in Virginia. Yeah, it's been really cool to see you know which our vendors and stuff are being uh, you know thoughtful about us you know if they lose us as a customer down the road it doesn't help them now so right and then um you know the state i'm sure the county will provide guidance we also close the tap room uh sunday um and we have to go sales right now um we have a drive up so if you're not comfortable walking in we're happy to bring the beer out to you and we're also not doing growler sales, just can and bottles. Okay, makes sense. That's consistent with what I'm hearing from a lot of other breweries in the region right now. What we're encouraging folks to do here at DC Beer is to just go pick up some beer, order online, swing by, pick up a six-pack or a four-pack, and take it home. Uh, and I think that's that's the best thing we as a, as consumers can do to, to help you guys. Buy merch uh, when we can, uh, buy gift cards, those types of things. Uh, what are the biggest challenges overall as a business you're you're facing? Rocket Frog is facing right now. You know, running a brewery on a normal day is challenging. You know, the, the margins are razor thin. Um, you know, you're competing with a lot of not just other breweries, but wineries and, and other areas for entertainment dollars. So now you're taking out a major component of our taproom sales, which is about 60, 65% of our business. And, and you're hoping you can translate that into to-go orders. Um, and while we've seen enormous uh, you know, response to our call, hey, come buy beer, um, you know, it, I, I don't know how sustainable it is for the long run. So my first and foremost concern is our employees. We've been open for just about two years and our turnover has been incredibly small. So we have loyal employees and we want to stay as loyal to them as possible. And my, my number one job is making sure we can pay them for as long as possible. Um, and if we can do that, then we're going to be, we, we could be okay. So that's, that's kind of my number one thought. Um, we're also lucky where a handful of our employ our part-time employees, this is their kind of weekend second job. And hopefully if we have to, if we have to make cuts, we're going to hope that you know their regular jobs are taking care of them and find a way if we can take care of them at all too. But um, so, so we're kind of lucky in that for some of our employees, we're not their primary source of income. Right. How many employees do you guys have? Uh, three full-time employees. I myself am not an employee. Um, right. Actually, I have a full-time job. But um, three full-time employees to. About six, five to six part-time employees. So in your mind, what what would you like to see government do to help you guys right now? What would, what would be actions that either the federal government and or the state government 
uh, and maybe even the local government, because we know Loudoun County is is a uh, as a government is very very supportive of the brewing industry there. What w- what would you like to see the government at, at those different levels put in place to help you guys out? That's a good question. You know, uh, I'm going to start with the banks, even though you didn't mention that first. I've talking with our bank right now, and we have a small business uh, loan to the SBA, the Small Business Association. Um, and what they're talking about doing, and hopefully they do it, is kind of giving a 90-day reprieve, not on the full loan, but at least on the principal. So you're just paying interest only. Um, and because our loan is relatively young, that would save us 50% right there just on the loan payment over the next 90 days. I'm sure it will be deferred to the back end, but at least for the next 90 days, that's going to provide a bit of relief. Um what I'd like to see from the government is, you know, in a situation like ours, where uh, our landlord is this major conglomerate, I'd like to see some rent relief too. You know, the, a lot of these big companies, obviously, they need income, but um, in the long term, it's be better if they don't lose their tenants. So maybe they could, the government could step in and find a solution to do some rent relief or rent pushbacks, where your lease is maybe pushed back a couple months, and you're just paying your utilities or your triple rent. Um, for the next few months, that would help. Um, I, I've seen a lot of talk of, well, you can get some assistance if you're willing to keep your employees. And, you know, I mean, I don't think anything's off the table for what we can ask for the government. Whether or not they come through is a different story. Thanks very much, David, for taking the time to talk to us at DC Beer. Tell us how things are going out there. Uh, is there anything else you, would, you want to let consumers or your customers uh, or folks out there know? Uh, sure. We, um, actually brewing a beer today, <laughs> actually, um, we had ordered the grains last week and we've already paid for them. So there's no use for the grains just sitting there. So we're brewing a cold today, which is new for us, but it's also beer that can sit in the tank for a while if we're not allowed to open. Uh, we're actually canning two beers tomorrow and one beer on Monday. They're already scheduled. The beer's already made. So there's no point for us to let them sit there and may as well, if we're going to offer beer to go, have fresh beer to go um but after that you know we're going to take it one day at a time and uh hopefully everyone does what they need to do and stays healthy well david uh, to you and everybody out there at rocket frog we send our very best and you know we encourage everybody to get out there go buy go buy some beer from these guys uh, and help them keep their employees paid so we can all get through this together uh, David Hardogs from Rocket Frog Brewery, thanks again for talking to us at the DC Beer Show. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me and appreciate all the work you guys do. So now that we've covered both the district and Virginia, let's talk to some folks in Maryland. Uh, we're going to be joined now by the good folks at True Respite Brewing in Rockville, Maryland. So, Brendan and Bailey, thank you for being on the DC Beer Show with us today. Thank you for having us. Uh, let's start where you know I'm talking to everybody about uh, what's going on in the in their businesses and in their communities. So, so let's start by talking a little bit about what you guys are doing and have done. You've done some innovative things to adapt to the current situation. Tell us a little bit about that. We saw the writing on the wall as things started to go down in Italy and elsewhere. We're watching the curve, as they say, uh, infection rates and recognize that we were on pace with areas where things have gotten very bad. And we decided we needed to be prepared ahead of time. So we developed an online marketplace platform called BeerMe, B-I-E-R-M-I. And the idea is um, it's an online marketplace where consumers can browse 
the offerings of different breweries for curbside pickup or home delivery. Great. Yeah, we're working on uh, getting more breweries signed up, but there definitely seems to be some hesitancy, um, I, which I understand. I mean, they're looking at another brewery who built a sales platform saying, do I really trust my own sales, especially during a time of crisis on a product that another brewery developed? And I think that is the holdup right now because we're actually offering the service completely for free to all breweries who want to sign up um, with the idea being that a highly trafficked marketplace, highly trafficked central marketplace will give the best opportunity for all breweries to sell the most beer. Well, that's great. Uh, and that's a good thing to do for the folks in the community. How's it going so far? I mean, for us personally, we've, we're, we're doing well through it. I, I, it's definitely been a, a successful platform where customers are enjoying you know, getting the a personal service. I've gone out and done some deliveries myself as uh, the owner of the business, and people like seeing the owner show up and say thank you for ordering from us. So. Um, but there's definitely a lot of opportunity, I think, for growth, and it just needs a critical mass of breweries using it in order for it to really take off. Well, what, generally speaking, what are the biggest challenges that you're facing as a business right now in this environment? It's twofold. So there's obviously the business having to change our business model and our business plan overnight um, from a, a in-store or in brewery and a wholesale model to a straight up online curbside pickup and delivery model. Um, but the other challenge is figuring out how to best handle our staff. We want to do right by them. They've been here for us since the beginning and um, trying to make the right decisions that are going to be most beneficial for them is really challenging in times like this, because you don't, we don't know how long this is all going to last. You know, if in two weeks, everything's back to normal than to have laid them off and, you know, sent them to unemployment and everything may have been more hassle and whatever than it's worth. And if we don't do that and this goes on for six months and we harm them financially in the long run, um, that's also obviously a problem. And so there's just not a clarity on what the right thing to do is when we're trying to take care of our staff. What would you like to see government do or others at this time to sort of help you get through this crisis on a federal level, on a state level? Um, what do you think that they should be doing right now to help your business and others? They should be telling landlords and banks to defer all payments for loans and rent. And then rather than offering SBA loans directly to the businesses themselves, those SBA loans should be going to the banks and to the landlords because if payments are deferred on debt or on rent, the landlord is going to make that revenue regardless. Instead, they're lending to us, the businesses, who we're never going to recoup this revenue. There are no more future payments that we can just defer. Um, it's just gone. So this idea that they're going to lend to us to try and help us through this time and then we've got to pay back on money we never made is ludicrous to me. Uh, they should be having lending that money to the banks so the banks can defer our payments. And then we'll still complete those payments on those loans. And um, the banks just basically paid a small amount of interest for the privilege not for their for their businesses not to go out of business and bankrupt. I, I cannot fathom the logic of trying to give loans to businesses who have lost revenue right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. It seems like forcing us to go into more debt to get through a time where revenue is dropped to zero uh, or nearly zero is not solving any kind of problem. 
But I hate to be cynical, but it's very indicative of how our entire economic system has been set up, and we need dramatic change from top to bottom. We need a restructuring of our entire economic system. This just shows the priorities that our government has for solving a crisis like this and how woefully underprepared we are. Yeah, it's been clear to us. I mean, we've had numerous conversations with our insurance agent, with our lenders, with our um, attorney. And just as a quick example, we reached out to our insurance agent before the ball dropped on any of this. Um, We saw the virus starting to spread in other countries and we reached out and, and they said, you know, you have no coverage for virus, for pandemic. Um, there's no coverage if the government shuts your business down. You are just, you know, I'm sorry, we can't do anything to help you. Um, so then after that, we talked to our attorney to see if there's any clause in our lease that could protect us in the case that the government shuts down our business. And our attorney said, I'm so sorry, like I've reviewed everything. There's nothing in here that, to help you. There's only a clause that would help your landlord in a situation if they were not able to provide you with the location that they're supposed to. He was like, the best option is to go through insurance and use your business interruption insurance. So we went back to our insurance agent and he was just like, I'm sorry, we still can't do anything. You're actually in a worse position because the government shut your business down. So at this point, you know, the entire burden falls to the people at the end of the line, which is the small businesses and their employees. That's a good point. The fact that you are in this difficult situation economically primarily because the government shut your business down, which I, I think we would all agree was the right thing to do. Like we, From a public health perspective, it absolutely was. Right. Yeah. So there's no question about that. And everyone I've talked to agrees. Like from a public health perspective, this needed to be done. But because it needed to be done, we have to, the, the government, I think, has to take extraordinary measures to keep the businesses that they forced to shut down from going bankrupt. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And the the other side of this, too, is, you know, we as a brewery, we rely on cash flow. We, we sell wholesale and a lot of our customers have net terms, so they don't have to pay us on delivery. So we hold on to an accounts receivable and that goes up and down as the month goes on. We make deliveries, we get paid for deliveries, but we're sitting on accounts receivable right now, which we need to help run our business. But those businesses who owe us money are also shut down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a whole lot of cash flow that we've already delivered that beer. So outside of shutting down our retail operations, we're also losing cash flow from deliveries that were already made. That we, you know, we're all small businesses right. and we're all kind of suffering through this. So there's just a lot of hits right now coming from a lot of different directions. Right. Um, I have become an incredibly, incredibly cynical person watching the solutions being proposed out there from especially our federal government. It's ridiculous and it's infuriating. Well, I can agree with that statement. Uh, this, I was having a conversation with uh, Julie Verratti the other day. Uh, you can listen to the last episode of the show to catch that. But the idea that, you know, the, this, the, the federal government at least seems to be focusing on a very top down uh, approach, you know, help out the large industries being affected, like the airline industry and the hotel industry and the cruise industry, which have certainly suffered. And I don't want to minimize the the employees of those industries and what they're facing. But this this isn't a single disaster. This is a global disaster. And 
the airline industries and hotel industries, as much money as we might put into them, no one's going to be flying and no one's going to be staying in hotels if 60% of us are unemployed because our businesses are bankrupt uh, and the, you know, the businesses that we worked for have gone bankrupt through this crisis. So, And who's going to hire us, right? Like, once this all comes out and all the businesses have gone out of business, there's nowhere for, for us to work. There's no, right. this is a long-term problem that has no end in sight. And you got to help the end of the line if people are going to get through this. Right. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Because yeah, if we look at, you know, for those of us who do get through this, those businesses, those businesses, the businesses, what does it look like on the other end? What, what does it look like on the other side? And we need to start preparing for that. Even now the government should be preparing for that. Even now. We need to get through the crisis. We need to keep people safe. And then what do we do on the other side of this? I mean, when we reopen, we're going to need our customers to have expendable income. Right. Or they're not coming to buy beer. Right. That's why I believe, and you clearly agree, and Julie and I talked about this, that really the government needs to shift its entire focus to bottom up. It needs to start focusing on individuals and small businesses and keep all of us ensure that we're we all can stay whole through this whole thing so that at the back end we're all still in business and our customers are uh are still fluid so that they so that once we get through this and we can all get back out and start going to places and the restaurants and the bars and the breweries all open up people get out and start spending that money if we're all bankrupt and and all of our employees have lost lost their jobs. Then on the other end of this, there's nothing but a depression. Uh, no matter how much money they pump into the stock market or how much money they give to the airline industry or the hotel industry, the cruise industry, or they, you know, all of that stuff doesn't matter if most of us, most of the average individuals in this country, have no money. So it's got to be the, the focus- entire system is set up to protect the people with the most wealth. Right. I mean, it's never been more clear than it is right now, and it's got to change. Well, we're going to check back in with y'all uh, a little bit later uh, through this process as, as things develop and get more feedback. But Brendan O'Leary and Bailey O'Leary, thank you both so much for taking the time to talk to the DC Beer Show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Everybody out there, you know, go to True Respite's website, go to the Facebook page, find the Beer Me app uh, and and use it to, to get beer from True Respite and from hopefully other breweries around to, to help them keep keep revenue going and keep paying employees. The website is beerme.com, B-I-E-R-M-I.com. All right. Well, thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the DC Beer Show today. Remember, if you're getting a little stir-crazy through this, call up a local brewery, see what they've got available to go. Uh, Jump in your car and head over there. A lot of them will bring it straight to your car. You don't even have to get out. Support the local breweries by picking up beer to go and bringing it back home. Once again, thanks to all of our guests. Keep checking dcbeer.com and at dcbeer across all the social media channels to stay abreast of what's going on in the craft beer scene in the DMV. Stay safe, wash your hands, and stay socially distant. Mm-hmm.